So hello and welcome to episode 66 and a special welcome to this week's new followers. Thank you very much for following us and thanks for the emails. My email address is markshardlow at icloud.com and I'll put the details in the show notes too. Well, today's guest first appeared in episode 22, which is where you can find his backstory. He is, I think I'm right in saying, one of the younger members of the GB Paralympics tri-squad. Yeah, about that. Uh, if not the youngest... What do you reckon, George? Youngest? George P's good. Yeah, um, not the youngest. I don't believe it. No, not on the um, form squad, uh, but one of, and I was the youngest in the Rio team. Yes, because what age were you in Rio? 20. I wonder what you've learned and how much you've developed in the five years since. Yeah, yeah so I was um, 20 going to Rio um, and quite happily had my 21st birthday in the uh, little break afterwards. So that was quite nice as well. Um the five years. Good time. Yeah, it was. It was indeed. Um, yeah, five years has been a, a lot of learning. Like I've matured a lot as a as a person, but as an athlete in particular, um, learned a lot just about my tr- myself and my training. Um, developed a lot just in how my how my body is as well, and how much like run training and background and, and everything starts to build up more and more. Like you get more of that aerobic base as the more you train. Um, yeah, I think I said before, I hadn't properly started training until probably 2013, 2014 is when I started doing more hours on, on training. So, yeah, going into Rio, I had yeah two, three years worth of like background history of training. Uh, whereas going to Tokyo, I'll have what, seven, eight years. So it'll be a, yeah, I've, I've learned a lot. Yeah, I guess you have your markers too. All right, in Rio, you were leading... After the swim, yeah, yeah, and then you led for a time on the bike. Yeah, can't remember. Did you get overtaken on the bike? I can't remember yes. if you led into the transition. Yeah, yeah. So I got overtaken by Martin Schultz, who actually then went on to win win the race in Rio. Um, it was half the races, kind of in the year before. I think I had led the majority or or all of the bike. Um, but yeah, he was just he was really strong in the day. Caught me on the bike. Um, went into the run in second position, and then run being my weakest discipline. I kind of got chased down by people and finished seventh. I think it was in the end. I guess that's the thing about actual competing is that you you can see your competitors, you can see the areas where you have to improve and you learn a bit of tactics, I guess. I don't know. What do you say to that? Yeah, definitely. Like You, you see how you perform in the sport and you, you kind of change focuses accordingly. Um, so over the last yeah five years since Rio, kind of running has been the main focus. Um, I think I ran the wrong side of 20 minutes in Rio actually as well and was sporting a very good sunburn. Whereas, yeah, like I focus on running and but obviously not neglecting the swim and bike element. Um, have improved on them. But yeah, running's been the main focus and hopefully where I've saved or earned back the most time. You talked about the racing there and I suppose the one thing that hasn't been over the last 12 months has been competition for you. When we last spoke, though, you were in great spirits you were heading off to London for an event. So just tell us about that event because you not only went there, but you smashed it. Yeah, so that, that was um, Super League Triathlon. I put, put on quite a few uh, able-bodied races over the last couple of years. Um, and during the, the pandemic at the moment, they've done a kind of a, a, a safe distance, social distanced virtual racing. So um, you swim in a pool, but it's one person per lane. You bike on a turbo trainer, with which is set up to Zwift, and then you run on a curved treadmill, and it's all kind of that 
at a safe space, but you're you're racing virtually, so you all see each other, and it's hard not to like look, glance over at someone and see how their 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 reactions are to what they're doing. But um, yeah, it's all kind of more bit more virtual, and yeah, went went to London. Um, they amazingly put on the paratrial race for us, and it was it was just a really good day. Like it was a good good chance to kind of get them pre pre race nerves, like just chance to like. Get, make sure you know what you're doing nutrition wise timing wise and and everything that encompasses around racing and the actual race itself so it was brilliant for all sorts of reasons yeah and uh, it was at the london aquatic center which was the the london 2012 swimming pool and actually watching it, it was a great watch i was surprised actually just how good it was as a visual experience to watch on tv so it's yeah. great to hear that you got a you got that sense of it being a big competition as well yeah like it's it's not going to it and you know it's kind of not got the implications that a normal world series or world champs race has um but nothing nothing's going to give you that unlike being on an actual start line but it was definitely it did give me the pre-race nerves and like you've got to sort out all your equipment and kind of make sure everything's all set up in the right place and it's all them little bits that you possibly sometimes neglect or don't think about in normal training and it's it was just great to experience again and, and race other people that aren't just British people or everyone on Zwift like to actually see like some of my competitors and different people that I see at races was also really good. I know you've got some news for us today. So what is your competition news that you're going to reveal today? Yeah. So uh, on the, on the 15th of May, the first world series um, in Yokohama is back on. So we'll be heading over to Japan on the, on the 10th of May. And that's kind of the first big race back for, for quali- within the qualification window so it's, it's there's some big points up for grabs and qualification is resuming for tokyo wow and a flight yeah a long one a really long flight i think it's like over 12 hours in the end um yeah a, lot, a long flight and a, a lot of hotel room time so yeah it, it'll be fun though I'm, I'm absolutely buzzing for it kind of it gives like you can see how everyone's dealt the last 18 months and um, i'm excited to see kind of how I actually perform in a in an actual World Series race, which yeah, I haven't done since September twenty nineteen. And what a great place too, because Yokohama is about an hour's travel from Tokyo. Um, the GB prep camp is supposed to be at the university, just out on the outskirts of Yokohama too. So you really get that sort of Paralympic experience. Yeah, it's a race that we've done quite a few times as well. Um, we usually tend to drop in actually quite late and with with our race the power race being in the morning it doesn't actually work out too bad like with um jet lag so it's quite good uh, to drop in late i think we're having to travel a day or two earlier this year um just to meet some japanese and, and like the organizing committee's requirements with testing and and everything that they have to now do for races um but yeah it would just be really good to kind of get out there and race you talked about rio earlier and you said you were sporting a suntan in rio i can't help noticing that today in uh, the loughborough area where you are you're you're sporting a little tash yeah <laughs> what's the story of the tash george uh well i'm not the best at growing beards i think november was the first like the last one was the first year i could actually sport some facial hair that was actually worth recognizing um, I did a time trial at the weekend on Sunday and thought I can't really have a full face of beard 
So I thought I'd go for a tash instead. Although the hair does need sorting out before I go to Japan because I can't really race with a full afro of hair. So is this sort of a mean look you're you're trying to get? What's what's the look you're trying to achieve? I just like to be a bit different, and you don't really see as many people with tashes these days. So I thought, why not? <laughs> and do you have any superstitions? Is it one that if you do well with the tash, you need to keep the tash, or you're not one for those sort of things? I, I like a pre-race haircut purely because it makes me feel a lot quicker. Um, and I've not had a haircut in over a year, so it will uh, it will definitely feel lighter on my head as well. I'm probably a bit cooler in the air. Um, if that's a superstition, then so be it. But no, not nothing crazy. No, that sounds more scientific than yeah. superstitious. I like the sound of that. That sounds like a, a lean, mean paratriathlete. Well, look, great to see you again. Uh, great that you had success in London. And all the best for, for travelling again. It must be amazing to think that you're actually getting back to some sort of normality. Yeah. So great to see you and all the best. Thank you very much. That's paratriathlete George Peasgood. And if you want to hear more from George, go back to episode 22. Um, It was a fascinating interview. Got a lot out of that myself. Episode 22, George telling us his story of his entry into paratriathlon. And uh, all the best, George, for travelling to Japan next month. That's it from me today. I'll be back with another edition of Destination Tokyo tomorrow. Thank you very much for listening and goodbye.